Music and art are an expression of an artist's perspective on life. They shape our own perceptions of reality and help us develop an appreciation for the world around us. Connect with creatives of every nature to understand and deepen your connection to their work on the Evoked Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Evoked Podcast. Today, I'm joined by artist Emma Lyons. Emma, thank you for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure, and uh, just excited to, to get to know you and be able to talk about your art and what inspired you. But, you know, as I've come to understand, you're a fairly new artist. Yes, I actually started my career at the beginning of COVID when we all had nothing to do except be entertained by things we could do by ourselves. So painting was my was my therapy. And I should say you're a new painter, but as far as an artist, you do have a theater background. So you have that element to you. Yes, I grew up singing, dancing, acting, modeling. I love I love art whether it is auditory or performative or visual. And you definitely have the personality for it. So it's very fitting. <laughs> Thank you. And you're originally from Indianapolis, right? Correct. I moved here about 13 years ago. So this is definitely home for me. But wow. yeah, I grew up in Indianapolis. What was uh, the catalyst for the move? Uh, theater. I just wanted oh, wow. to be, yeah, I wanted to be in a bigger city where I could go experience it, where I could be involved in it. And then, then, then I just fell in love really hard with Chicago. Now, you came here seeking that, like, just a professional life in theater? Mm hmm That's amazing. And did you find it? What, what was that like? Honestly, I had so many... Uh, this is uh, very indicative of the kind of art that I do. I had so many interests that I ended up being a nurse instead. No way. Yeah. That's that's totally out of left field. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, it's also part of, I mean, I guess the, the people aspect of it, there's there's so much that you can see into it. But, you know, was it something that you felt like you had to give up or was it something that you pursued because it just became a passion as well? Um, honestly, I think the only reason that I had to have a hard stop with performing is because of the schedule. Mm. Um, while while it's lovely to have, you know, your three 12 hour shifts a week, it's still, you're exhausted. I bet. So, yeah. So, um, that was just my, that was my background. And, um, while I loved my patients, I also really missed being on the stage and just things kept happening. And, um, my path definitely was not the, um, my path was definitely not a, like a full easy one, mm -hmm. but at the same time, the, uh, the texture in which my path went was a story that I wouldn't redo for anything. Well, that's amazing, especially to feel that way. I mean, it's, it's an inspiration when you hear that. Thanks. Because <laughs> so many of us go, oh, regret or this or that, but to, to know that. And it's a special thing, right? And I think mm -hmm. it contributes to who you are as a person. But I'm curious, do you come from a family of you know the, the artistic people or backgrounds or you know musical? Everything. Um, Everything. Yeah, my grandmother was a painter, and um, my grandfather actually after he retired, had a framing business. So he would always frame her paintings. Um, and then my dad is also full on uh, performing arts as well. Wow. So definitely a very artistic <laughs> background. So, you know, when you come here, what was, I guess, the, the biggest culture shock in terms of what you saw from or what your expectations were and in, 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 from Indianapolis to coming here, Chicago, a bigger city, you know, the theater, you know, well, tell me a little bit about that, that experience. Sure. Um, that's a great question. Honestly, I don't think I was as ready to be my own entrepreneur mm. as as I thought I was. Um, and I've learned that in, in the visual art industry as well. Like, you are your own manager. Um, you have to schedule, you have to treat getting a job like it's a job. 
like you're going to interview. Exactly. And those and those are your job. Like you have to take them as seriously as you would getting up to go to work in the morning. But even beyond that, it seems like you're also looking for those opportunities. So in a sense, you're acting like an agent. You're wearing all these different hats, all right? All hats, yes. And, and do you think that there was something that, and I, I just feel this way in terms of school and whatever else, that you don't you don't always get prepared for you know the real world. And so you go to art school and they don't teach you about these things. Do you feel like it's one of those things that, that as you, especially now in the art community and in, in, in painting, that it's something that, that you're seeing more, that people are taking more interest in, or is it still something that's lacking in the community as a whole, that business side to things? Oh, gosh, absolutely. I feel like with the um, with social media, being able to help us as artists or performers be um, just better at having the exposure in our own terms mm. versus finding someone who is just this gatekeeper of you have to get into my good graces so I can show you to the world. We can we can just show ourselves. We can say, hey, this is my work. If you if you appreciate it, if you support it, awesome. The, um, but that way it's just a little easier for us to have our own have our own terms in um, and a voice it seems like too. Right? Yes, yeah. very much so because art in my opinion does not speak for itself. So when I post an right. image of one of my pieces, I can say this is the story behind it. This is what I hope you connect with. And how crucial was that to you in terms of even just starting a, a career or I guess I didn't even start as a career necessarily. It was was it a hobby? Oh, it was de- it was definitely a hobby at first. And honestly, um I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I realize how fortunate I am that I get to call myself a full-time artist. And so, um especially with social media, um I'm actually quite grateful because I've been able to have this support that artists in, <clears throat> you know, the past like hundreds of years ago pre-social media, if they if they didn't get the support in person or um, or were let into this gallery, then who who were who were they really? I mean, you've got this incredible artist like Vincent Van Gogh, for example, who no one knew about, who no one knew about, and it only took it it like he just didn't have the same community and support and love and feedback that I have been so fortunate to have. Who knows? Maybe he wouldn't have cut his ear off if he did, right? <laughs> And and so I guess with that being said, in terms of the community itself, what what has the community looked like for you? What you know, what kind of uh, reception have you received, or what kind of connections have you made within it? Oh my gosh, um, ones that have blown me over. So uh, about a year ago, I joined Fulton Street Collective, which is where my studio is and um, the gallery that we host, and I have made so many friends, so many connections, and just I have truly been able to grow as an artist. Um, and as a person, because I know these people, they are wonderful. There is no, there's no competition because there's no room to be. There's only room for growth. Really? Um, yeah. We've, I mean, you've got, you've got abstract artists, you've got figurative artists, you have people that work with sculpture, with oils, with acrylics. No one is, no one has the exact same style. So that's a definitely a different thing from coming from performing arts where everyone is vying for the same role you have someone who right, may have point. right so you, you may have someone who has a completely different painting that someone loves instead of yours and you're like that's fine if my painting doesn't speak to you i i don't see myself as less 
That is, I mean, yeah. And, and I noticed that in Chicago and uh, in the chef world, right? And mm. that is very collaborative, that you don't see that kind of cutthroat competition that you would expect, even though that is more of a role, right? And, and right. you have that. But it's good to hear that it's also in, in that arts community. So how do you think that plays into, or maybe you can just, I guess, for the people who seems like art is a little less approachable to them or haven't been to a gallery or, you know, how does that then play into choosing art or selecting art or, you know, is it, is it, you know, are people looking at it and going, I feel a way about this or is there still that relationship where the artist has to sell it, you know, and, and be there and be proactive about it. So it becomes almost like, I don't want to say salesy because it's not that, but where there's an involvement in it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how does that usually work in those types of environments where if it's not competitive, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Sure. Um, Honestly, I see it as getting a new friend. Mm -hmm. So we have so many different styles of finding friends. Like, if you're like, hey, your jacket is really cool. I like your style. Let's be friends. Versus going through multiple short conversations and getting to know them slowly. Um, There are extroverts. There are introverts. There are... um, just different reasons people become friends and so there might be different reasons why a painting or an any art piece calls to you so for me i am an extrovert and i love (laughs) i love being able to say tell me what you thought of this and here's what i thought but i want to hear your answer first because i don't want to change your mind um so getting to getting to have those interactions and learning what everyone's favorites are gives me feedback as well in in my own just growth for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And now getting to your art, right? Sure. Um, so t- t- walk me through that time where you decided to pick up the paintbrush, right? So what was going on? Uh, so this, I'm assuming it's at the beginning of the pandemic, like it already happened? Yes. Now, did you lose your job as part of it? Or like what, what was going on personally with you? Yeah, so I was an event planner. Uh, there were no events going on. Um, and so I wanted to do art that did not require any collaboration or uh, any other event spaces at the time because it was me in my home. Um, and I, I've always loved mermaids and there's a mermaid challenge um, that I took a list of and different personalities and I created a mermaid off of each challenge. So, mermaids, huh? Mermaids. Um, Do they have mermaids in Indianapolis? They, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> at least one left. That was me. Um, and then, uh, so I have a series that was my first painting series of 15 separate mermaids. And um, I got an incredible reception from various friends. And people were just saying, I really like this and keep doing it. And so I just, I kept saying, what calls to me? Let me paint that. What calls to me? Let me paint that. And it had always been... Um, for the first year or so, it had been like very figurative. I love drawing people. And then um, just on a random whim, I had a friend over and we just did some abstract because we wanted less stress on trying to be good at art. And so I just found this um, style that I call abstracture because abstract and texture, so clever. <laughs> um, I, I grabbed a palette knife and just started swiping various colors and mixing them on the canvas using a wet on wet technique. So while the acrylic is wet, I'm mixing it onto the canvas and very geometric swipes. Mm. So that created so much fun and I fell in love with it instantly. And so I've just been doing it more and more. And so my art has become such a great fun range from um, mermaids to to full on abstract. And 
Well, first, I got to ask about the mermaids. How that like <laughs> what, what what fascinated you about mermaids to begin with? Oh, I mean, who doesn't love Ariel? That's so. What so was it Little Mermaid? Oh, I mean, that was my favorite movie from That's age awesome. three. Yeah. So there actually there is a mermaid challenge though. It's called mermaid. For sure, for sure. I believe you. Right, and then <laughs> I wouldn't be making that up. Um, so, You're like, well, actually, I started the challenge <laughs> because I love mermaids. Right. Well, one of the the person who did create the challenge is one of Disney's main animators. Oh no way! Right. So when he created this official challenge, a lot of people took that and rolled with it and said, well, let me come up with these other themes. So a lot of artists that are quite popular come up with their own um, list of mermaids that they would like to draw. And so one that I very much appreciate, um, her name's Carla Wisgla, and she's a watercolor artist that used to live here in Chicago. She um, she had a list, and I started it very loosely. Um Technically, you're supposed to do one every day, and that did not happen. Um, but that was the year previously, and I was like, I'll do one. And then I realized I really wanted to take my time with it. And so I, I really officially got started at COVID when I pulled those out and said, you know what, I'm going to finish this. That is really awesome. That, I mean, it's, it's, it's one that just to hear the, the fun that went into it, right? That, oh, for sure. That, I think that comes through and people talk about energy and you can feel that. And I think you can, you know, you can send something within a painting or, you know, within something that someone created. Mm-hmm. What is it that you hope for people when they have your art, right? Is it, is it just the aesthetics of it for you? Is it something that, you know, complements a room or is it go beyond that? Sometimes that is what draws people. Um, color and shape is something that I really love playing with. But if if I had my way, my art would be whimsical and encouraging. Um, I love making people feel comfortable with who they are because I want to be that space where I can say, hey, you come right here as you are and you are accepted and you are loved. Um, and sometimes, sometimes the world doesn't do that because they... Um, I don't know, for whatever reason, you don't always feel loved and accepted. And so my goal is to say you are welcome here as you are, Um, which is why I have various ranges of figures from just from, I don't know, that was a terrible example. I was about to like give this whole list and I don't need that. Um, (laughs) But I, I love drawing people in with color because I feel like we can always use more of it. Um, there is no, there is no shame in loving like the bright, bold joy of yellow or like the deep connection of blue and green. Um, so are and, you, are you, are you starting with that approach of like, I want to incorporate these specific colors or because they emote some sort of sometimes you know, feeling? Or? Yeah. Sometimes actually one of my other styles is called art moves where I dance paint onto the canvas because I have that history of dance. And so, um, when I get uh, when I get the song and when I get the artist's permission to use the song, I will listen to it over and over and over again, and I will start to see colors representing a different thing. So yes, sometimes yellow does mean joy, and maybe purple means um, overcoming your past. And so whenever those lyrics hit, if I'm in a point during the song that I'm improvising, I will go for that color along the side and then um, dance that part onto the canvas. That's pretty cool. Thanks. So when you talk about getting the artist's permission, or you know, um, is it a collaboration? Then, like, are you incorporating that as far as like, are you is to take on the name of it? Like, explain that to me. What what that looks like? Sure. Um, I love exploring and discovering new music. Um, so if there's something that really really calls to me and gives that same message of you are welcome here, whimsical, encouraging, fun, um, I. I asked the musical artist who recorded it that 
for the permission to use that. Um, and pretty much every time they've said, yes, absolutely, because of course they want the like the message that is a positive one spread because right. why wouldn't you? Um, and so I uh, have a four foot by six foot canvas on a tumbling mat and I have various paint colors around it and I, I go for it. So for three and a half minutes, I create a giant dance abstract painting. That's really cool. Thanks. So how would the, you know, the, the viewer of the art know that it was tied to or correlated to a specific song? Yeah, I actually have a YouTube channel that um, has all of the music videos of that creation. So when they see the work, they can actually go back to the, um, the video and say, like, oh, this is where this part was made. Or, oh, I see the... the ballet shoe print there that's that's very very cool and it almost sounds like now you know going just looking art from from the past that um oftentimes you see something and, and it is what it is and we really don't know under what circumstances or how something was created right we have no insight into and it obviously today for anything that's created today it's a whole new world of looking into or tapping into the creation of something, being a part of that process, right? Yeah. What has for you changed since you started um, into the business? And I don't want to call it the business, right? Because I mean, even though it is, and and there's a whole thing around that, Mm -hmm. but how have you seen that evolve where now things that you're doing like that, like taking video, putting it on YouTube to what that does, how has that changed you as an artist in terms of the way you approach art now? Sure. Um, And again, I think it started because of COVID that I was able to feel free to play. So because I was doing nothing else and I wasn't, I I wasn't feeling, um, I wasn't feeling pressured financially and therefore really busy all the time. um, I, I was able to just say, what if I did this? And what if I did that? And what if I did this? And so being able to have all of these ideas and just having the boldness and the freedom to go for it, I was able to to grow through that play of, yeah, I could dance a thing. And then that turned into multiple pieces. Um, yeah, I could swipe this palette knife across a canvas and like it doesn't sound fun. Like, or no, it sounds fun, but like it doesn't sound like it takes talent. But at the same time, it's just so freeing that um, through practice, I've gotten um, much better at this technique, and I have been able to grow myself through that play. And it sounds you know, like you're fortunate, right, to be able to have that experience where there's not a pressure. But you know, kind of going back to where people do feel that pressure in terms of having to produce, right, of mm. of having to sell something, and that I, I think I would assume that that alters you in not such a good way to where you're producing something not out of desire, not out of joy, but rather out of the need, right? Sure. What advice would you give um, to those that, you know, kind of maybe feel that way or artists who are like, yeah, I know I I want that, but I'm like struggling. How do I separate the two, right? You know, do you have any insight to that or something that you can share that, that, you know, helped you to see it that way? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, every person is different. So I wish that I could sit down with someone who's struggling and just get to know them. And, um, in terms of advice, though, I I feel like treating yourself to inspiring, like by, um, no, sorry, say that again. Uh, so I would say treating yourself to letting yourself be inspired. Um, taking a break is always good. And um, in terms of, I mean, financial struggle, it is no joke. If you are not feeling 
if you were not feeling inspired because you're, you know, um, life is getting in the way, yeah, um, then that's that's something that has to be taken care of in its own right. But um, I feel like if you just allow yourself to daydream, that's honestly the first step. If there's if there's something and and writing down notes is always a thing that I've I've done. So if I'm feeling like I don't have any ideas, I go back to those notes. Um, but just allowing yourself to daydream and say, what if I did this? And then just having the boldness to really go for it because what, because your art is what the world needs. And I mean, that's great advice because I mean, like anything else, especially if you're stuck on something, right? Whether it be a thought, you know, uh, or, or not a thought, like you can't seem to come up with an idea, but mm-hmm. to walk away from something is, is very powerful. And I think just in, in that walking away to allow yourself to daydream is, 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 is again powerful. If you can't dream, if you can't see something bigger, then it's never going to happen for you, right? Right. So with that, with your daydreaming, you know, what is the future vision? Like, what do you hope for in terms of the community, yourself, your art? What's the future look like? Yeah. For Emma? Oh gosh, uh, lots of things. Um, I would love. I mean, I would love if I could do art moves live with various performers. That would be so much fun. That sounds um, fun, right? But I would also love to be able to. Um, have just really grow even more and um, in my abstract, specifically in the abstracture style. Um, I'm having a lot of fun, especially through this last solo show that I did from a 30-day challenge of filling my gallery walls in those 30 days solely with abstracture. So I've been able to, um, I've been able to challenge myself and uh, just come up with new ideas that are based off that abstraction. So I'm really excited to see where that goes in the future. Um, and then in terms of technique, I just, I'm forever wanting to learn. And then I would love to just be able to do what I love and I am already doing that. So I feel so lucky. Um, in terms of my own future, I think putting an expectation on it just makes it feel like, I mean, obviously I have goals, but um, an expectation of I'm not successful until I reach this point, it will, I, I fear that it will make me lose the joy in the moment of making my art. And so therefore I I don't even, I don't know, other than the, the short-term and long-term goals, I don't even want to say there is this image that I have of myself because the one that I have right now that I'm living is is the one that I love. That's awesome. I really do love that. And I think more people should to feel that way, right? Because we do, I mean, our misery is always rooted in the past and in the future. So mm-hmm. like you said, if you're trying to force something into that and you're being present, which is a great thing. Thanks. And so... The other aspect of, of, I guess, the community part of it is the collective that you mentioned. Um, how does that work? How does that work being a part of a collective? Like if someone wanted to go and see your art in person, uh, I know they can see it on Instagram through, is it Emma Lyons? Art. Yep. Emma Easy Lyons enough. Art. Emma Lyons Art. Perfect. So Emma Lyons Art, they can see it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But to go to this collective, what does that look like to to be a part of that? With yeah. You. Oh, I love I love the Fulton Street Collective. So we um, we have multiple studios behind the gallery area, and so if you have one of those studios, you're automatically a studio member. But you can also sign up to as with the monthly membership, which is unbelievably um, reasonably priced, and uh, you can become a non-studio member. Mm. So you still get to go to all of our classes that are on Monday nights, and these are all given 
by the members. So if there's something that I know that I'm happy to share with, um, then you know you you basically take that workshop, and it's a weekly workshop. Um, we'll be learning about NFTs soon, so there's always something to go like to learn. Um, and then you just have this um, amazing connection with community. You can always ask questions of other artists, and um, you're also in one of our um, like at least a few of your pieces are in our monthly um, openings with different themes. That's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, I'm just so grateful that you came in and talked about your art, but just vulnerable in, in sharing who you are as a person. And if you're out there listening and would love to connect with Emma, you can do so by obviously going to her Instagram uh, page, Emma Lyons Art. But you can also contact her directly through the form on the page. She'll get that in her email. But again, Emma, thank you so much. And can't wait to see what's uh, what's in store for you. Thank you, Tony. I'm honored that you asked me to be on the show.